Welcome to Making the Most of Time with me, Elliot Apple. I'm a financial planner and caregiver. To give you a little background, my dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer when I was 25. Our world was changed instantly, and it's been a constant state of change ever since. Since then, I've been learning about the intersection of money, health, and loss, personally and professionally. This is a place to explore money, loss, and grief. It's about making the most of time, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. There are no taboo topics, no question is off limits. These conversations are for people like you, people who are about to lose a significant other, widows, caregivers, and anybody affected by a major health event. I'm glad you're here. So with that, let's start making the most of time. Today we're talking about car insurance and how to review your policy. Car insurance is important coverage because not only can it protect your car, it can also help pay for another person's injuries or property damage if you cause an accident. Although your auto policy likely needs to be reviewed less frequently than your homeowner's insurance policy because fewer changes occur with your car, it's still important to review it every few years as your financial situation changes, when you get a new car, or you add a new driver to your policy. Let's talk about the different coverages available, how to select a deductible, and why you may want to think twice before filing a claim. So let's look at understanding your car insurance coverage. I want to walk you through each of the categories, what it usually insures, and how to think about an amount that you may want in each of these categories. Looking at bodily injury liability coverage. This type of coverage may help cover another person's expenses related to an injury due to an accident you cause. Common areas it might cover are medical expenses, legal fees, loss of income, or funeral costs. For example, if you hit another person while driving and they break their arm, your bodily injury liability coverage may help pay for their medical expenses. It could also pay legal fees to defend yourself, lost income for the other person if they're unable to work, and funeral costs if you kill someone in an accident. It's commonly expressed as two numbers. Oftentimes you'll see something like 250000 slash 500000 The first number, 250000 represents the maximum amount of coverage for one person in an accident. The second number, 500000 represents the maximum coverage for a single accident. Let's look at a scenario to bring this more to life. If you're in an accident, hit another car with four passengers. Let's say it's a married couple with two children, and the following damage happens. Adult 1 has $300,000 in lost wages and medical bills. Adult 2 has $100,000 in lost wages and medical bills. And somehow, the children are okay, there's no damage, but the adults are pretty severely hurt. In this case, you don't exhaust the total coverage for the single accident, but you do exhaust the coverage for adult one because you only had $250,000 per person. Adult one will only receive $250,000, not the $300,000 in lost wages and medical bills they had. They may then decide to sue you for the remaining $50,000, or if you had umbrella insurance, that could possibly help bridge the gap. In general, I prefer purchasing the max amount of bodily injury liability coverage possible. It's often around $500,000. If you hit one high-income earning person who is unable to work for an extended period of time and had significant medical bills, it would be really easy to exhaust a policy with lower limits, and that's just one person. What if you hit multiple cars and injured multiple people? Nobody likes to think that they will ever cause an accident, but it only takes one split second to cause an accident. Changing the song turning around to check on a child, or trying to calm a dog. Bodily injury coverage can help be the first line of defense to protect your assets. Now let's talk about property damage liability coverage. 
Property damage liability coverage may help pay for damage you cause to another person's property. Although it's usually someone's car, it could be a building, garage doors, or fence. Property damage liability coverage is another area where I wouldn't personally skimp on coverage. Although $100,000 can feel like plenty of property damage coverage, you could hit and total one car and exhaust your limits. In major metropolitan areas, it's common to drive around cars that are worth far more than $100,000. That's not even counting if you cause an accident where multiple cars were involved and you hit other properties, such as a building or a fence. Like bodily injury liability coverage, if your policy doesn't cover the damage you cause, someone may sue you for the balance to make you pay out of pocket. It often isn't that much more expensive to raise your property damage liability coverage, so it may be worthwhile raising it a little bit. I generally suggest $250,000 or $500,000 of property damage to help protect in low probability event situations that can end up being really, really expensive. And what about medical payments coverage? Medical payments coverage may help pay for you or your passenger's medical or funeral expenses in an accident. Can also pay for medical expenses if you or your family members are hit by a car while riding a bike, walking, or riding in someone else's car. This is usually an optional coverage you can add to your auto insurance. The most common limits are $1,000, $2,000, $5,000, $10,000, $10, or $25,000. Some of the medical costs that may help cover include health insurance deductibles, x-rays, ambulance fees, hospital stays, dental procedures, or funeral costs. Since medical payments coverage is limited, whether you decide to add it to your auto insurance depends on how much you want to self-insure for this type of scenario. Personally, I like the peace of mind of five to $10,000 of coverage because it would help pay a good chunk of someone's health insurance deductible if you're ever in that situation, and it's usually relatively inexpensive compared to other coverages. Now let's look at comprehensive coverage. Comprehensive coverage may pay for damage to your car caused by the following types of situations. Theft, fire, hail, floods, accidents with animals, falling objects such as rocks flying up, off of cars, trees, etc. Comprehensive coverage does not pay for damage to your car from a collision or pay for damage to someone else's car from a collision. Comprehensive coverage is typically not required by states, but your lender usually requires that if you finance or lease a vehicle. If your car isn't worth very much or you could easily replace it with your savings or investments, you may not need comprehensive coverage. I usually suggest comprehensive coverage for people with more expensive cars or if you can't pay out of pocket for a new car. For example, if your car is worth $7,000 and you have plenty of money to replace it, you may not need comprehensive coverage. However, if you have a car worth $30,000 and you have plenty of money to replace it, you may still want comprehensive coverage if the thought of paying $30,000 for another car hurts your stomach. You'll need to weigh whether you could stomach replacing or repairing your car in the event it is damaged in something other than a collision. An important note on this, this is an area of coverage you'll want to review if you replace your car. You don't want to be the person who has five thousand, who has a $5,000 vehicle and then replaces it with a new vehicle worth, say, $40,000, and then you forget to add comprehensive coverage. Now let's talk about collision coverage. Collision coverage may help to pay to replace or repair your car if it's damaged in an accident with a vehicle or object, regardless of who is at fault. For example, collision coverage may cover you if you hit a vehicle, house, or fence. It could also provide coverage if you flip in your own vehicle. Like comprehensive coverage, collision coverage is usually not required by states, but your lender may require you to purchase it if you're financing or leasing a car. Also like comprehensive coverage, you may want collision coverage if you have a more expensive vehicle or wouldn't feel comfortable re repairing or replacing your vehicle if it was damaged in an accident with another object. 
Another important note here, this is an area that you'll want to review if you replace your car. Like the previous example, you may feel comfortable not having collision coverage with an old car worth $5,000, but you may not feel the same way with a new $40,000 car. You may want collision coverage in that situation. Personal injury protection coverage can also be referred to as no-fault insurance. It may help pay for medical and non-medical costs, regardless of who is at fault in an accident. It's required in some states, optional in others, and can't be purchased in some. Some states only offer medical payments coverage. You may be wondering about the difference between personal injury protection coverage and medical payments coverage. Personal injury protection can cover medical bills and other expenses, such as loss of income or childcare expenses, whereas medical payments coverage only covers medical bills or funeral expenses. Similar to medical payments, you'll need to decide whether personal injury protection coverage is worthwhile to help cover medical expenses, loss of income, or other non-medical expenses. Another coverage you could add is uninsured or underinsured motor vehicle coverage. Uninsured and underinsured motor vehicle coverage may help pay for your medical expenses and lost wages if you're injured in a car crash caused by a driver who doesn't have liability insurance or doesn't have enough liability insurance. Although liability coverage is required for other drivers, there are plenty of drivers who do not carry it. In 2019, it's estimated that about one in eight drivers did not have auto insurance. If you look state by state, in some states, it's estimated that more than one in five do not have auto insurance. That doesn't even take into account people who have auto insurance but carry the minimum amount, which may not be enough to cover you in an auto accident. Uninsured or underinsured motor vehicle coverage may help you cover your medical bills and lost wages if the other driver doesn't have enough coverage or doesn't have enough. Some states require this type of coverage, while others do not. If you have good disability insurance or the funds to cover your medical bills and lost wages, this coverage may be less important. It's usually relatively inexpensive to add. Even if you had the funds to cover your medical bills and lost wages, it might be worthwhile for the extra peace of mind. Now, emergency roadside assistant coverage. Emergency roadside assistant coverage may help pay for a tow, battery jump, gas delivery, tire change, or to pay a locksmith if you're locked out. This is cheap coverage you can add if you want it. Will you ever need it? Maybe not, but usually for a few bucks per month, you can have the coverage. Personally, I could take or leave this coverage. Now, rental reimbursement coverage. Rental reimbursement coverage may help pay for a rental car or transportation expenses while your car is being repaired after a covered claim. I used to not be in favor of this coverage because car rentals didn't used to be very expensive. You could rent a car for 30 bucks a day and you'd only be out about $420 for two weeks. However, I am a big fan of rental reimbursement coverage now. With car rentals going for $75 plus a day in many areas, the cost to rent a car is much, much higher. If your car takes two weeks to be repaired, you might be out over $1,000. Plus, car parts are in short supply and taking longer to get. If they can't get a part or takes longer to work on the car, you might be waiting even longer and paying for that rental car even longer. I've personally experienced this in the past. Someone hit my car while it was parked outside my garage, and I'm very thankful I had the coverage available. Although I didn't use it because I could get by without a car for the week or so it took to repair, I looked at car rental rates just to see what it would cost out of curiosity, and I noticed the rental rates offered through my insurance company were much, much cheaper than if I went to the car rental company directly. Having the coverage and whatever negotiated rates they have would have saved me a good amount of money. Pay attention to the maximum per day your insurance company will pay, as well as the limit per occurrence to get an idea of how many days you could rent a car. If rental car prices go down in the future, I could see dropping this coverage, but with rental car prices where they are right now, I think it's a worthwhile trade-off to add this coverage. 
Now that you know more about the different coverages available, how do you choose a deductible? The deductible is the amount you will pay in a covered claim before your insurance company pays. For example, if you have a covered claim worth $10,000 and your deductible is $1,000, you'll be required to pay $1,000 before your insurance company will pay $9,000, which is their portion of it. Generally, the lower the deductible, the higher your premium, and vice versa. In most situations, I favor a higher deductible in return for a lower premium. I usually aim for a $500 or $1,000 deductible. You can have a higher deductible, such as $2,000, but from what I've seen in the past, your premium usually doesn't go down that much to compensate for the incremental risk that you'll have to pay that additional $1,000 or $1,500. What I'd recommend is you can ask your insurance agent to provide the cost for each level of deductible and see how much the premium adjusts. Then you can decide which deductible makes the most sense for you. A note on filing claims. Like any type of insurance, think carefully about whether you want to file a claim after an auto accident. Your auto insurance company may raise your rates or decide not to renew your policy if you have a certain number of claims. This is one reason why I generally suggest a higher deductible too. If your deductible is higher, you're less likely to file a claim for smaller damages. If you're in an accident, have a $1,000 deductible, and your car has, say, $1,500 worth of damage, you may decide that paying out of pocket for that expense is better because the insurance company is only going to chip in $500. For those who have the funds to cover the deductible, a higher deductible usually makes more sense. Final thoughts and a question for you. I suggest reviewing your car insurance every few years, when you buy a new vehicle, or add a driver to your policy. Understanding your coverage and how it applies in certain circumstances is important. Call your agent. Ask them to go through your policy with you. Ask questions. Lots of questions. Keep asking until you fully understand everything. You don't want to be in an accident only to find out you don't have coverage for something you thought you had or wish you had. I'll leave you with one question to act on. When will you review your car insurance policy? Elliot Apple is an investment advisor representative of Kindness Financial Planning, LLC. However, in hosting this podcast, Elliot is not acting as an investment advisor representative individually or on behalf of Kindness Financial Planning. The information and opinions in this podcast are for general, informational, and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment, financial, legal, or tax advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of publication, and such opinions are subject to change. No representation is made as to the completeness or accuracy of the information presented. Any past performance referenced is historical and no guarantee of future results. All indices referenced are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. All investments involve a certain level of risk. You should carefully consider if an investment is suitable for you before making an investment. Please consult your legal, financial, and other professionals to determine what may be appropriate for you.